0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. What a show. What a show today is going to be. I mean, what, a week? Week and a half away from WrestleMania? Can you believe we're a week and a half away from WrestleMania? We'll we'll talk a lot, trust me, about the build going into WrestleMania. Maybe some Hall of Fame news. A little bit going on outside of the WWE. Well, I guess it's outside of the WWE. It still has to do with WWE. But it has to do with the Cruiserweight tournament. Of course, outside of the WWE, some big releases from TNA this week. A lot to talk about. Uh, But first an interview. Before we even get to the interview, I do want to tell you, for everybody that's ordered Wrestling Podcast t-shirts, they're all coming. I'm going to make sure that everybody gets them before WrestleMania. So if you've ordered a t-shirt, hoping to wear a Boo the Bad Guy shirt or a Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast t-shirt to WrestleMania, don't worry about it. It'll get to you in time. Matter of fact, if you order now, if you want one, go to NotSam.com, get one of the Wrestling Podcast t-shirts, and I'll send it out right away So that it gets to you in time for WrestleMania, this is great. Speaking of great, the WWE was in my hometown this weekend of Westchester, New York. They were in White Plains at the Westchester County Center, one of my favorite buildings. I'll talk about that building a little bit, but I want to talk about what I did in that building and who I talked to in that building. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Becky Lynch. I weaseled my way into an interview. I said, Becky, you're in town. I'm in town. Let's talk. Let's talk wrestling. So I got to talk to Becky Lynch uh, just a couple weeks before she gets ready for the big Divas Championship match at WrestleMania. It's going to be huge. We talked Divas Championship. We talked NXT. We talked puns. Here is Becky Lynch on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. We're backstage at the Westchester County Center. With Becky Lynch. Becky, what's the halves?
1: Uh, not much. Well, a lot, I guess, getting ready for WrestleMania. Right.
0: What's life like? It seems like the last few months have moved extremely quickly for you to go from being on the NXT roster to not only being on the main roster but now finding out you're in one of the top spots at WrestleMania.
1: Um, it's, it's almost... Uh, it's almost hard to to answer, and it kind of just uh, gets me a little bit like emotional when I think about it because uh, oh, I don't know, like you know, when I came up, um, uh, it was it, you know, it was finding your feet in this in this great division that we've got going on now, and uh, being referred to as a sidekick or this, that, and whatever, and and it was waiting for that opportunity to to you know carve carve your path out and because and I knew like I knew that I, I had all this fire in me and and where I wanted to go but it was like you know there's always going to be those doubts you know are you going to be able to get there I mean uh, is that the match that they're going to want to see how do, how can you make an impact with with the crowd and, and with people watching um to make sure that that you're in that spot and then to be there with with two people who i respect so much and who i've i've worked with so so uh so long and who've been such an important part of my journey um knowing that i i started with nxt like less than three years ago and and being in a top spot in wrestlemania it's it's just unbelievable and unfathomable fathomable um uh to think it it's When I say it's a dream come true, that's not even real. Right. Because I couldn't have... When I was younger, I I couldn't have even imagined this. Like, like, I couldn't... My brain wouldn't have comprehended that I would be in one of the most anticipated women's matches in history in WrestleMania. Like, I mean, that's what you... You'd want, but like you know, do you really think that it's going to happen, especially it's when it memorable. wasn't happening
0: back then for women's matches, like women just weren't having those matches that you would anticipate they were having like, okay, we'll put it on before the main event so that the crowd goes down, and now it's like, no, this is what we're doing. Has it fully occurred to you yet that it is going to happen that no. you're going to be in front of this stadium full of people and that this is the triple threat match with you and the n x t girls is what's happening
1: yeah it's so you know like the the match has occurred to me so my right. my my full focus is on that match right if if you get what i'm saying so that's that's my focus now when i think about nearly 100,000 people in the stands watching and that energy it's like whoa. it's i i think it's almost too big for my brain to comprehend right now but i know when i when i'm there then it's just i think that's going to like add everything and 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 but for now, my f- my sole focus is is on uh, is on this match. The
0: match. Yeah. I don't want to put anything in your head, but I feel like I'd be terrified that I'd be like, okay, I have the match down pat. It's gonna be a great match, and then my music would play, and I'm like, I have no idea how to do my entrance in front of a hundred thousand people.
1: <laughs> I like I keep imagining that like I'll come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I don't and think commentators that's have happen. to cover. You. <laughs> Becky looking
0: intense as she comes to the ring tonight. Um, <laughs> is it? Do you feel like you've missed something in not getting a chance to be the NXT Women's Champion? Because before you really, you know, Sasha had her chance and Charlotte had her chance. Yeah. And then you went with them so that Bailey could have her chance, and now you've kind of gotten past that point. Yeah. Without ever having actually hit it.
1: Yes. So, the question is, do I feel
0: like you missed out like on i missed out yeah
1: i mean that was that was a goal of mine but um but I missed that goal, you know, and uh so you skipped it i skipped it and, <laughs> yeah. I, and and sometimes you know sometimes you just, you you don't you don't get every every shot that you take right. you know but um but Every shot that you do take is getting you closer to scoring the goal, right. so um whether I won whether I lost, whether I lose again um i'm going to keep trying, and now the goal is the goal keeps getting higher and higher and higher, and the stakes get higher right. and it gets harder and harder but um ultimately, the eye has always been on the top spot, and that's being being the champion up here um and I feel like, yeah, okay, I failed in my, I failed in my goal to to get that, but but that doesn't mean that I'm gonna. But as many times as as you fail, like that's the secret ingredient for success.
0: And I don't know if you really failed because it's like you could have stayed at NXT and won yeah. the title. Like like by failing, you ascended to a, that no, higher place uh, well, I, where you would. And, have.
1: and how, how when I, when I say fail, I mean you know like you, you get knocked down again. You don't always you don't always get what you want. You know. Right.
0: But if you try, sometimes. But, you might find that you get what you need. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And
1: that's where I'm going here. Uh, is that um is that so that was something that I really wanted and uh, and something that I kept putting down and writing down, you know, that I want to be NXT women's champion and it just didn't happen and that's mm-hmm. fine because because uh here I and you know, um Yeah, you know, like sometimes you sometimes you don't get what you want, but then something, be- better, something comes along. better comes yeah, along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's kind
0: of... That's kind of what happens when you plan things too. Yeah. Like you plan things to go a certain way and then it doesn't go the way you planned because you didn't even fathom, like we were saying, that this would be an option. Yeah, Like I'm assuming if you were like, okay, you could win the NXT title or you could be one of the headlining matches at WrestleMania in Dallas with Charlotte and Sasha you'd probably pick the Wrestlemania option. Exactly. Right.
1: Exactly. Right. So that, and that's where we are, you know? So that's just, the, the, like, that's all part of the journey, you know? Um, so so I guess, in essence, no, I don't feel like I missed it. We got there. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed trying, and now I just spilled coffee all over myself. Oh, it's lucky right. I'm wearing camo. It it's just a blends exciting. in. right. That's it. It's stain-proof. Exactly. Um, the benefits of camo.
0: You've had, <laughs> you've had so many jobs. We've talked about it before uh, previously when you, you went to clown college and you were a flight attendant and you've done all these things. Does having the experience of traveling the world and doing every job imaginable give you the confidence of, God forbid, should something happen, I know that there are many odd jobs out there, Like, or do you – get in a ring now and realize, like, no, 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 this is where I was supposed to be the whole time.
1: Yeah, that's exactly yeah. It, the second one. Um, it, it, Like, the first, as you said, like, having all those jobs and everything like that, it, it makes me know that, it makes me know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's nothing else that I want to do. Because right. I've tried everything. I've tried <laughs> it all. Right. And I know that I, I don't really want to do any of it. I want to do what I'm doing now. And and with that Like, you might get tired, you might get beat up, you know, you don't have a lot of time off, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, once you've been without it Mm -hmm. and then come back to it, it makes you appreciate every single second, every single fan, every single time you have the opportunity to do an interview and talk to people like absolutely everything it just gives you so much appreciation because you know what it's like to be without it
0: do you have to share that with people like when people start getting jaded be like no no no, you don't understand how bad it gets when you don't have this when you just have to search and find things
1: i yeah but i guess i feel like uh people are going to feel the way that that, that yeah. they feel. and No matter no matter what you say or do, they're, that's like in, intrinsic in, in them or whatever. But um, I think and I think, no matter what, no matter how tired anybody gets, as soon as they go out through the curtain and they feel the energy of the crowd, they're just – That's just, that reminder. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's the that's reminder. That's what we do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't need to say anything because the fans do that for us. Right, right, right. Yeah,
0: yeah and I noticed even today, like, you must spend a lot of time with these fans because I saw you coming in. And you actually stop, like where they have all the fans line up is a football field away from where you actually park. And you're like, ah, and you ran all the way back down. So you made sure to greet every single fan. Yeah. Is that just part of that appreciation in you?
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to. And, you know, I remember when I was a fan, you know, and um, I would have loved if, if if people stopped to, to sign autographs for me and, and stuff like that. So so I feel like this is my opportunity to be able to give that back and, and to just to say thank you, mm-hmm. you know, in whatever small way that I can, but like sometimes I go out in front of an arena, like for example, uh, like I can imagine WrestleMania, and <laughs> I want to hug every single person and say thank you and and I appreciate and it you. you, I appreciate you, but I appreciate you, but I'm not going to be able to, so so whenever I get a chance to, 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 to take, a, take a picture or, or sign an autograph, I'll, I'll do it what's life
0: like on the road on the main roster as compared to being in orlando because the performance center is every day yeah and it's classes and it's early morning and it's training and it's like you're on a very regimented schedule where of course on the road you're on a regimented schedule but it's not the same it's like here's where the shows are here's where you need to be what's 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 the
1: difference yeah ah, so I, don't, I really liked both of them so um training obviously you don't have nearly as much time to train you don't have time to prepare. Prepare your food. You might not always get the you same. You mean thing. when you're on the road? When you're on the road, right? You might not um, what? You might not be able to get as much sleep and whatever. But I kind of like look at everything like it's like a, it's like a game. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like I feel like a little hunter gatherer. It's like oh, well <laughs> oh, let me go to Whole Foods and get my chicken and my lettuce and you know what I mean? And like collect all your food and stuff so like that. And it's like uh, you're constantly like uh, on on a timer to try and get your work in, which sometimes just makes them more intense. You know right. what I mean? And then um. And then, like, I always have to, like, time out, like, exactly, like, I'm like, okay, how can I do this so that I can get the maximum amount of sleep? And nice. it, th- let me try and get my eight hours in here. And then if I take a two-hour nap here while I'm doing this, you know what I mean? Right. So so it's all, um... That's
0: so funny, <laughs> like, I got 35 minutes to work out. We're going hard yes. today.
1: Exactly. Yes. yes, Exactly. So, and I just, I just love, um, I just love traveling. And especially, like, uh, uh road tripping around America and mm-hmm. everything like that you you'd see these like cool little towns that you know that you never uh, that I never would have seen before and you hadn't
0: visited White Plains before I today
1: been, and it's beautiful
0: <laughs> it's Westchester it's baby the best gorgeous. Chester that's what they call oh, it oh the best Chester I like that it's good I like that maybe it's after good. today
1: we'll turn it into the Bexchester. <laughs> that was so quick so uh, <laughs> quick but um yeah no so uh so
0: is that the secret to eating on the road? To go and like, like, find Forage. a whole of foods, and, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like a little squirrel, right? <laughs> Just
0: have your little glove compartment, like, oh, here's my dried chicken, here's my. That's, that's what you it, have to do. That's what
1: I do. So I'll prepare my food like at home. Um, say if I fly out Friday, um, I'll ha- I'll prepare my food Thursday night, have my food for Friday, and then and then Thursdays or I mean Saturday starts the foraging. I see, I yeah. see. And yeah, so you can only prepare it one day because you never know if you're going to get, get um, fridges, and I hate s- wasting food. So do you get Ooh.
0: to... You do. Ooh. So what do you do? Just eat more? Eat Like, if this is going to go bad, I have to eat it all today? Yes. You do? Yeah. You
1: do. Don't waste food. And then figure it out the next day. <laughs> Becky doesn't waste food. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Or share food. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I have a bite? No, no. I don't waste it. <laughs> um,
0: do you wish, speaking of Bexchester... That those puns were an even bigger part of of who Becky Lynch was on television or <clears throat> is on television
1: uh i i like I like their little place now where they are <laughs> you know on um, on my little Twitter space um because uh i feel I feel like it's a it's a little community that we have, right. and also I don't know how it would translate to the like the global scale either <laughs> wouldn't that be like, <laughs> wouldn't
0: that be like, the worst no, if pray. like <laughs> everybody on Twitter loves it and you get all this confidence, and then you go out on Raw and you just drop a pun and everybody's like what did she just say why would that's not funny why would she say that? Lettuce? <laughs> it
1: not make any sense. <laughs> and probably if I had my way, like, I'd be talking in, like, complete pl- puns. So uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody would understand what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah they, so you, They give you an inch and you just take a mile. Like, <laughs> exactly. oh, we're doing puns now? Oh, we're doing
0: puns. Do <laughs> you think uh, 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 Finn Balor is upset that, like, I trained her and she's going to WrestleMania?
1: I No, I don't think so for a single second. I'd say he's... um. I uh, knowing Finn, I think he's probably uh, just at home supporting me, yeah. or, um, and because knowing that he's going to be there very soon and in the main event.
0: And as big of a deal as WrestleMania is uh, going to obviously be, do you look at that Dallas Takeover card and go, "Oh my God, that's going to be an amazing show." Yes,
1: yeah, I do, and I can't wait to watch it. And yeah. I especially cannot wait to watch Bailey and Asuka because I think they're going to pull out one. Hell of a match. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's going to be good for all three of you. You watch that match and then go, okay, that's what we have to beat. Yeah. And hopefully you will. Yeah. Well, Becky Lynch, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. It's a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Oh. (laughs) We did it. (laughs) <laughs> I spilled my coffee on my camo pants again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
0: you so much. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so
1: much. Here is
0: Sam Roberts. There she is, the wonderful enchantress, Becky Lynch. Nobody better than her. While I have your attention, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been frustrated trying to buy tickets online? Most sites you'll find make it complicated. And they all try to sneak in huge fees at checkout. That's not right. That's why you need to try SeatGeek. They've made it easier than ever to buy and sell sports and concert tickets. I got to tell you, yeah, I was worried that I would have been locked out. Luckily, I was able to get into the show at the Westchester County Center. But had I not, SeatGeek would have been the perfect alternative. They've got it all. You can get WrestleMania tickets right now at SeatGeek. You can get access tickets right now at SeatGeek. All the tickets you need for wrestling shows, because so often you find you want to go to these shows and they're sold out. It's not a problem. SeatGeek has you covered. What they do, I mean, you can use the app right on your phone. Like you're sitting there, oh, I want to go to this event. Oh, good, I got my phone on me. I've always got my phone on me. The app is there. Use it and find the tickets you need. They pull all the tickets available on other sites into one place. So that way you save time and you'll never miss a deal. You can even set alerts, which is very convenient for upcoming events. And SeatGeek is going to let you know when prices fall. Even better, every ticket on SeatGeek is ranked on value, so you can immediately find un, uh, 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 under you can immediately find underpriced seats. And before you buy, you can use SeatGeek's detailed map to see the view from your seat. So if you're looking for a deal, you can get the best deal. If you're looking for the best seat, you can get the best seat. If you want to find a combination of the two, just use the website. Best of all, SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. Unlike StubHub, they show you the full ticket price from start to finish and never try to trick you with huge fees on the checkout page. And get this, even better, you want to get tickets to a wrestling show? but it's a little too expensive for you, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. This is what you need to do. Get your $20 rebate on tickets. Download the free SeatGeek app. Go to your phone, download the app. Go to the Settings tab and click Add a Promo Code. Enter promo code SAM, S-A-M, and SeatGeek is going to send you $20 After you've made your first ticket purchase, because of me, you're going to get to see wrestling or concerts or football or whatever else, $20 cheaper. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code SAM today. It's going to be very, very exciting. Westchester County Center is my favorite uh, building to watch wrestling in. And part of that is nostalgia. You know, it's the... the Built, first building that was like my home building. I think we've all got our home buildings growing up. Matter of fact, if you got your uh, – I would love to hear what your favorite arena to watch wrestling in in, in is. Tweet me at NotSam and tell me because – or Facebook it. We'll talk about it on Facebook, Facebook slash NotSam. You could tell me what your favorite building to watch wrestling in is. Uh, for me, it's the county center, number one, because I've always gone there. And number two, it's it's small. It's 10 minutes away from my place. It's intimate. It it just feels like it's always a fun show. It's fun to watch wrestling at the Westchester County Center. Uh, they've been do, WWE has been doing shows there for years. You could see if you saw on some of the photos that I posted. I think they're up on the Facebook page. Um, it looked like a small show because it was. It's a small building, and quite frankly, I'm surprised that WWE still runs there. It's almost like they run there uh, out of uh, I don't know, just because out of tradition, because. They could be running bigger buildings, probably seats like 2,000 people, 3,000 maybe, but probably 2,000. And, you know, they decked it out. They fill it up always, obviously. But in 1994, I remember going to the Westchester County Center to watch Raw. That was when WWE wasn't doing so well. And when they would do a month's worth of Raw in one shot, they did then kind of what TNA is doing now, where they just go and do all their TV in one shot so they don't have to pay – to do this every week, and then just went and did house shows, which TNA is not doing. But I would go, and I want—I remember watching Raw from the Westchester County Center, and you would sit there, and it would be a marathon evening. I couldn't stay for the whole thing. My mom made me leave. I was so pissed, because it was 94. I think I was in, like, fourth grade. I was so upset that she made me leave the show, because they would do four episodes of Raw. And back then, it was jobber matches, almost entirely. The one match that was cool that I get to see in person, and this is like the lead-up to a classic match. There's a classic match. It was probably the best match on Raw in 1994, if not beyond. And it was the one Kid versus Brett the Hitman Hart for the world title. I did not get to see that match live. I got to see 1-2-3 Kid versus Nikolai Volkov. And if the Kid won, he got the match against Bret Hart. I got to see the lead-up to the Bret Hart match. So that's something, right? I don't know. I give myself a little credit for it. That was when Nikolai Volkov had the Scent sign on the back of his T-shirt because he was broke, and the Million Dollar Man was paying him to do whatever he told him to. It's great. Um, so yeah, and, and getting to see it was four episodes of Raw that were taped back to back to back to back. Then at the end of the night, they would do the Dark Main Event, and it was like I. It was when the Click was running everything. I think that I think literally the Dark Main Event. Was Shawn Michaels and Diesel versus Razor Ramon and One Two Three Kid. I mean, that was it. When they say when you watch that Click DVD and they say the Click ran everything, they ran everything. That was the dark main event where we put together all of our most important people in one match, and they're all the Click. It was great. It was great. Uh, It was a great time for me. That's I look back uh, nostalgically at it. But the Westchester County Center has always been a fun show, and there is not a bad seat. In that building. Part of it is because it's so small. And just the way it's designed. Like you can go sit in the bleachers. I've watched TNA there. It's even. I mean it's fun to watch any show. In the county center. WWE is obviously the funner show. But. I do have a lot to talk about with TNA. I want to talk about content. This is when I want to make a big announcement. So. We've heard. Uh, that WWE. Is going crazy for Wrestlemania week. They're uh, doing. Of course their usual thing. Where they're doing Raw and Smackdown. Then they'll have. Uh the Hall then they'll have NXT Takeover, then they'll have the Hall of Fame, then they'll have WrestleMania and every and the Hall of Fame red carpet and everything is being aired on the WWE network. They're also adding the uh one I think I think it's just one hour. You know, it's a two hour pre show before WrestleMania. So this year WrestleMania is seven hours. It's a two hour pre show, a four hour pay per view and a one-hour recap show, which is insane. I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to watch all of it. But one hour of the two-hour pre-show is also going to be on the USA Network. And I think on Thursday before SmackDown, the Thursday after WrestleMania, they're airing a one-hour condensed version of the Hall of Fame, all on USA, which is great. And I think on SmackDown, the Thursday before WrestleMania, they're going to be going to live cut-ins, from the WrestleMania Stadium, which is which is huge in Dallas, of course. Um, so I felt motivated by all that. You know, I looked at that and said, I need to do something like that for you guys. I need to up the content that Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast produces. So here is what I am counting on. Of course, every week we do this show on Tuesday, Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, and then every Thursday we do the YouTube show, Sam Roberts, whatever State of Wrestling Bonus Show. On YouTube, on Not Sam YouTube channel. Well, next week, I plan on doing both those things. But I also plan on adding. So here's what next week looks like, I think. On Tuesday, Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, uh, and my guest will be one of the uh, premier people from WrestleMania, one of the top WrestleMania competitors, will be on the show on Tuesday. On Thursday, I'm going to do the State of Wrestling bonus show for YouTube. It's my plan. On Friday morning, I'm going to put out a special bonus Sam Roberts wrestling podcast here on the iTunes and Stitcher feed and Spotify feed um, that is a strict preview show for NXT TakeOver Dallas. I think that show is going to be so big, it's going to need a preview show. uh, And I'm going to have a guest on that show that is one of the main event players for NXT. Then over the weekend, Saturday night, Sunday morning, I will do a WrestleMania preview show with another WrestleMania guest. So I'm looking at doing a podcast on Tuesday, the YouTube video on Thursday, a podcast on Friday, and a podcast on Sunday. Special podcasts on Friday morning and Sunday morning previewing NXT Takeover Dallas and WrestleMania. I'm very excited but everything both those podcasts, all three podcasts next week will have guests. Uh, And then, of course, the State of Wrestling segments, which would just be to preview those shows. So I'm very, very excited about doing it. Make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Rate, review, do the whole deal. And you can get all that content, of course, for free. As long as you support the podcast, buy the t-shirts, support our great sponsors that you've been hearing so much about. And I'll be able to continue doing this for free. All right. Let's get into it. State of Wrestling time. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. Here we go. Before we get into the state of wrestling, WrestleMania is coming up. Not only are the tickets expensive, but you're going to want a little pocket money. That WrestleMania store is opening up, and it always gets very, very exciting. I'm thinking I need to get more money. We all have those times when we need a little extra money. Well, I've got a really easy way that you can make that money. Drive with Uber! You know what Uber is by now, a smartphone app that connects riders with drivers. So uh, as a driver, it helps you make extra money driving your own car. You don't need to get a car. You don't need to get anything. You just get the app in your car. It's flexible. You don't have to quit your day job to make more money because Uber lets you make extra money on your schedule. Whenever you need to make money, you just turn on the app and drive. A few hours here, a few hours there. It all adds up very, very fast. You decide to use it when you want. It's really easy to get started. Go to drivewithuber.com and sign up for free. You can do it right now on your phone. Second, you answer a few basic questions that you about you and your car and then get approved. Third, you start driving. That's all there is to it. I told you it was easy. Download the app. Go to drivewithuber.com. Get approved. Then get in your car and make extra money driving around whenever you want. Start enjoying the flexibility of working when you want and earning extra money on your schedule. Sign up to Drive with Uber today. Go to drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Drive with U-B-E-R dot com. Now, before we get into uh, everything that's been happening, I mean, I don't know where to start. You know, there was a, there's a video if you've seen it. I don't know how many of you are aware of the fallout from Monday's Raw and we'll talk about everything that happened on Monday's Raw. But it's chaos in the Wyatt Family. So there's a video that is floating around online. It's on I saw it on Reddit on the Squared Circle subreddit, um, where they love me. Um where uh at the after Raw in the non-televised Dark Main event looked like Luke, Luke Harper from the Wyatt Family injured his leg. And immediately after that happened, Braun Strowman gets attacked by a fan. First of all, if you're one of these moron fans that have to jump over the rail and make yourself part of the show, I mean, I hate those people. The fan, It's one thing to like, I don't mind when you cheer over the top. I don't mind when you chant. I don't mind when you scream at the wrestlers. I really don't mind the people that go to shows just trying to get the wrestlers to react to them. I think that's all part of the show. But when you jump over the rail... And you have to run in the ring or you have to put your hands on one of the wrestlers or anything like that where you actually have to become part of the show. It's like, dude, they're putting on the show for us. You don't need to don't become part of the show. You're not as good as they are. Nobody's here to see you. Everybody's here to see them. So this guy attack, and if you're gonna attack one of the wrestlers, don't make it Braun, Braun Strowman, Strom Thurman, whatever his name is. Don't he's not the guy to attack. He's like the biggest guy on the roster. Aside from Kane and Big Show, and he's young. He'll destroy any of you. So I don't know what what rocket scientist decided that was a good idea. And, and you know, they call security over, I guess, to kick him out. But the show is already over. So I don't know what's the worst that's going to happen. Um, I hope Luke Harper is not injured. I, I, you know, this time of year, you worry about it and you go, Oh, no, WrestleMania is right around the corner. The Whites don't have a WrestleMania match right now. So I guess that... <laughs> isn't the biggest of concerns. I just hope Luke Harper's not injured because he's a super talent. And at any moment he could be in I, I I just don't think that Luke Harper is a guy as talented as he is. And as much as he's just waiting to make the big impact that he will make, uh, I don't think he can afford to miss any matches at the moment. And I hate to see a guy injured. I hate to see a guy like that uh, be on the uh, standing, sitting on the bench. You know what I mean? It's not a right thing. He's trying to make his money now, so I hope he's not injured. I talked about it on the YouTube video on the State of Wrestling Bonus YouTube show that everybody was saying Bray Wyatt was injured, that the reason that Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar didn't wrestle at Roadblock was because Bray Wyatt is injured. Um, He's not injured, I don't think. I saw him wrestle over the weekend, and he didn't even look sort of injured. At the White Plains house show that I went to at the county center, They did uh, 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 Big Show and Kane versus Strowman and Wyatt. And they could have done Eric Rowan. He was there. They didn't use him. They used Bray Wyatt and Strowman as the tag team. And it wasn't like Strowman was doing everything. Bray Wyatt was doing all the Bray Wyatt stuff. And as far as having a back injury goes, I mean, he did all the turnbuckle stuff. He did the running around. He did the jumping. He got choke slammed. He did a lot of things that you shouldn't do if you have a bad back. Um, So... I don't know where that report was coming from. Maybe he's got a lingering injury that he's not taking care of, but he's not. Like, he can wrestle, because I saw him wrestle. So, there's so much weirdness going on with that Wyatt family. Uh, Raw was Raw was a little weird this week. I didn't mind it. Some people didn't like it. I, I, I didn't mind it at all. You know, it did feel like they were putting all the pieces together for WrestleMania, and it felt like it, that, that process feels a little rushed to me, and... I think that a lot of that has to just do with how much programming they've been putting out. That really, if you think about it, and we talked about this, the, the build to whatever the February pay-per-view was, was Fastlane. The build to lane almost ignored the WrestleMania build. You know, with, with Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. They started building WrestleMania at the Royal Rumble, I felt like. As they were leading to the Royal Rumble, they, uh, TLC, really. TLC, Roman gets cheered like crazy. He wins the world title the next night on Raw. Triple H makes him defend it in the Royal Rumble. Triple H wins the Royal Rumble. Okay, now you're setting up for WrestleMania. But what you do then is spend your whole time building up Fastlane and this match that has nothing to do with Triple H and Roman Reigns. Then after Fastlane, you spend two to three very, very valuable weeks really building roadblock. You know, instead of building Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar, and instead of building Triple H and Roman Reigns, they built Dean Ambrose and Triple H for two weeks, and those were two of the weeks that you had between Fastlane and WrestleMania. So what's happened is, because we were focused on all these other shows, you know, Fastlane... I mean, I'm sorry, Roadblock really should have been just a, a super show that built towards WrestleMania, but instead it was just a super show that we spent time building almost independently of WrestleMania. You know, I mean, you could you could argue that it built to WrestleMania, but I don't think it really did. It just cemented matches that we already knew. It didn't make them more exciting. It didn't further any storylines, really. Um, so... It it, it furthered storylines that could possibly exist after WrestleMania. You know, because of Roadblock, you've got reasons for Triple H and Dean Ambrose to wrestle again or Dean Ambrose to get a title shot. You've got reasons for Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar to meet again. But it didn't build towards WrestleMania. So what we're left with now is three weeks, now two weeks, now there's only one episode of Raw left before Mania. And you've got three TV shows to build your biggest pay-per-view of the year. So I do think that timing-wise... Uh, mistakes were made and that's what I said last week that I spent I think too much time was spent focused on building roadblock like it was a pay-per-view instead of just calling it what it was a very good house show televised on the way to Wrestlemania Um, and I think that may be the only criticism of Raw this week is that it's starting to feel rushed putting together these storylines Um You you know, Brock wasn't there. Shane wasn't there. Vince was there. And I think the Hell in a Cell announcement he made was important. The idea that if Undertaker loses to Shane, he doesn't wrestle at WrestleMania again. I think that's an important stipulation because it's something they have to work around, right? The idea being that we go, okay, I could see like John Cena or Stone Cold or even The Rock coming in. Probably not The Rock, but somebody coming in and helping Shane win so they can go forward and do this sort of storyline where Raw is now completely different. And even if Shane McMahon isn't the figurehead, even if he's not on TV, somebody can represent him. But now that The Undertaker can't wrestle at WrestleMania again if he loses, I don't see how he can lose. I don't see how Shane McMahon can lose because if Shane McMahon loses, as I said last week— Or I've said on the YouTube show, if Shane McMahon loses, then nobody's going to take the product seriously because the whole match is built around the product not being that great right now. So I don't see how either of these two guys could lose, which is exactly what you want leading into a WrestleMania match. This both sides have to win mentality. So I like that added stipulation. Um, Obviously, they're going to have to find some kind of workaround for the whole thing. I'm still optimistic about the match. You know, yes, the segment that we talked about last week wasn't great. But, you know, I don't think The Undertaker or Shane McMahon are going to allow for a performance to be on that show that is not great. I think it's going to be a great match. I think Shane is going to pull out a lot of tricks. I think The Undertaker is going to carry him through uh, the wrestling part of the match. And I think, uh, you know, you don't complain about Shane McMahon matches. Was he the greatest wrestler of all time? Not by a long shot. But go back, go back on the network. Watch his match with Vince at WrestleMania. Watch the Steve Blackman match at SummerSlam. Watch any, watch the X Pac matches. They're great matches, and his opponents were strategically picked. Except maybe Vince, but generally speaking, his opponents have been strategically picked. Watch his Kurt Angle King of the Ring match. Oh my God! But on top of strategically picking opponents. He's willing to put it all on the line and make up for any athleticism or any wrestling skill that he might not have with with stunts, with things that you would never expect to see. So I think that's what I'm expecting from the Hell in a Cell match, and I, I think it has the potential to be very, very good. I I don't know. I, I'm in a position again with these Wyatts where you know it feels like they keep building the Wyatt family. For no reason. You know, they build them, and then they lose. And then they build them. And I don't think that it's intentional. I think it's sometimes they lose focus on what's going on. I think Bray was supposed to wrestle Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, but they realized the the wave that Ambrose is on and, quite frankly, probably made the right call and gave Ambrose the Brock Lesnar match. Unfortunately, it leaves Bray Wyatt with nothing. Um, You know, it would appear that he's going to be in the Battle Royal. Who knows? we got a week left. I don't think any of us thought that the Intercontinental title match would be what it turned out to be, and we'll talk about that. But um, it would appear that he's in the Battle Royal. I can only hope if it turns out that Bray and the Wyatts are all in that Battle Royal. And that's kind of a stretch now, because now you've got the entire Social Outcasts. That's four. got Big Show and Kane. That's six. You're talking about a 20-man Battle Royal. If you put all the Wyatts in there, assuming Luke Harper is not hurt, that's another four. So half your Battle Royal is the Social Outcast, the Wyatts, and then uh, Kane and Big Show. That's a lot of spots to be taken up, technically, for not that much payoff, theoretically, right? Now, because there's so many people involved in this Intercontinental title match, that will take down spots from the Battle Royal, so maybe that is what they're planning on doing. I really hope, and I would, I would expect if Bray Wyatt is stuck in this battle royal, based on what I've seen on TV, I would expect him to win. You know, I'm not going to take anything for granted with these Wyatts. But based on the fact that, you know, three Raws in a row now, the Wyatt family has been shown as a very strong team, I would expect Bray Wyatt to win that battle royal. I don't know that he will because it wouldn't be the first time I've seen Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family made to look strong only to lose for no apparent reason. But I do, I do, I still remain optimistic. And I remain optimistic about the entire WrestleMania. Now, the Ro- I didn't like the Roman segment again this week. Again, I still remain optimistic about WrestleMania as a whole. WrestleMania in general, I am optimistic about. I think they can pull it off. I think they've pulled it off before. I think it's going to be an amazing show. And I think anybody that is, is you know, thinking it's going to suck is wrong. is not going to suck. I don't see any way that that's possible. Um, I feel like every week I watch Roman Reigns and Triple H dig themselves into a deeper and deeper hole. And it's little things. It's the Roman Reigns character. Like, he was more angry this week, but it was still... To me, like he still had that kind of cocky smirk when he was talking to Stephanie McMahon. And if I'm Roman Reigns, there's nothing for me to have a cocky smirk about, right? There's no, I'm, I don't, Roman Reigns as a character is not in a position to have a chip on his shoulder. Roman Reigns as a character shouldn't have a chip on his shoulder. Roman Reigns as a character should be furious, right? And we saw that a little bit. I like that he stopped Stephanie from smacking him or whatever. But like doing the whole, like, shh, shh, hey, calm down, calm down. Like, like he had a chip on his shoulder. And I don't think that's the Roman Reigns character right now. I think the Roman Reigns character right now is not funny. I don't think Roman Reigns should have a sense of humor about what Triple H and Stephanie have done to him. And I think that the actions— that he's done to Triple H would lead me to believe that he shouldn't have a sense of humor about it. A guy who is unleashing a sociopathic rage on Triple H would not have the the soundness of mind to stop and look at Stephanie with a smirk and being like, hey, I think I'm one up in your boy. Because he's not... Roman Reigns' facial expressions and attitude with, in the Stephanie McMahon promo... Uh, made me feel like a person who was winning a game of mental chess, right? That's a smirk that you have on your face when you're playing mind games with somebody. When you're like, oh, looks like I've one-upped you this time. But he didn't one-up them. He's unleashing his fury on them. That's a totally different emotion. You know, there should be no humor to Roman Reigns right now. None. Zero. And I'll tell you when it worked, Is I keep hearkening back to this, in December at TLC. When he beat up Triple H, there was no humor to that. There was no smirk. There was no chip on the shoulder. There was, yes, Triple H, you've used your power to make my life difficult, and now I'm going to make your world hurt. And that's what Roman Reigns needs to be doing. I need to feel like there is a chance that Roman Reigns will burn down Triple H's house. He's so upset. And you don't burn down somebody's house. If you have a chip on your shoulder, it means you're in control of the situation. And Roman Reigns, as a character, should not be in control of any situation right now. He should not be able to control how furious he is with everything that's happened. You do not cave in the face of a beautiful man like Roman Reigns. And have that man be okay with you. You don't have him look at you like, okay, you went up to me there. Like, this isn't a back and forth. This is, you caved my face in. Now I'm going to murder you to death. And until you are dying on the ground, I'm not going to stop. Which means I'm not going in the ring with your wife and kind of, you know, giving cute smirks. And, shh and you know, acting like... I've got the upper hand in this mental game. Because it's not a mental game. It is physical warfare. And I get that from Hunter. And I don't get that from Roman Reigns. And I don't know if that's Roman himself. I don't know if that's uh, people telling him how he should be acting. I don't, I don't know. But the character is not coming across the way the character needs to come across. Still. Still. And we've got one Raw left until WrestleMania. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, you heard it. And uh, granted, it was Philly. But he got booed again. He got booed again. On Raw this week. Uh, You know. They may realize what it is. And just not end. WrestleMania with that. And the build has been looking like that. To me. As I'm watching that show. The biggest good guy in the company is Dean Ambrose. That's. He closed Raw again. He gets cheers. When I watch that show. What I take away from it. Is Dean Ambrose. Is the biggest good guy in the company. Maybe they close the show with Dean Ambrose, Brock Lesnar. Maybe they close the show with the Hell in a Cell match. Personally, and this is just me being stubborn maybe, I want WrestleMania to close with Roman Reigns and Triple H. I think WrestleMania should, I think the company, even though the company, Monday Night Raw as a show, is on the line in the Shane McMahon match. That is like a battle for the executives. You know what I mean? That's like controlling who the boss of the company is. When you watch wrestling, the most important thing on the TV show should be who is the heavyweight champion of the world. And that's why that match should go on last. You know, I mean, they took a... This, a, a it would be a risk, but they've taken risks before. I mean, we remember, and it was a different scenario. But there's no doubt that the biggest match at WrestleMania 18 was Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. That match went on in the middle. And Triple H and Jericho closed the show with the world title match. And I support that. Cuz Hogan versus The Rock is a big match and it's important, but what does it do for your TV show? You know, the TV show is about the world title to me. And I feel as though we need to sit there and say, "Okay, we're putting on the world title match last." And again, I've said it, I don't want to repeat myself too much. How do we make it work? How do we make it work? And right now, it's just not working. Speaking of working, let's talk about where Eric Young and Bobby Roode are going to be working. Now, this is very weird. I would have thought that when, uh, what's his name? The other beer money guy shows back up at TNA. You know, they did NXT for a hot second. His name is escaping me right now. I feel like a dope because he's a big, big wrestling star and I actually like him. But, um, mm, uh, James, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know why it's escaping me right now. Uh, it's driving me nuts. Uh, 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 but when he, uh, re-signed, James Storm, obviously, when he re-signed with TNA, I would have thought that they would also make sure that Bobby Roode was signed the same way because, you know, beer money. But... Bobby Roode has now left TNA, leaving James Storm in TNA by himself. Eric Young, EY, has also left TNA, and these were two of the guys. If you're talking about TNA building stars, that's the criticism of TNA, right? They haven't built any stars. Even AJ Styles. AJ Styles made his bones in TNA, no doubt about it. But he's never been a bigger star than he is today, and that's part of the WWE machine. Eric Young and Bobby Roode are not household names. And the fact is, Bobby Roode would be more famous after being on NXT in one night than he would after all the years in TNA. Now, Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode surprised me. I felt, I, Honestly, both those guys surprised me. They both felt like lifers to me for TNA. And they added a lot to the product. And those are the guys you need in a company. You need to not just have sort of, you know, your hardy boys. and your. You, you need to not have faces that have been on other TV shows. Because for TNA fans, James Storm, Bobby Roode, Eric Young, EC3, even though EC3 was on NXT, but you know what I mean, EC3, all these guys are stars built inside of TNA. And whether they're as big stars as they could be or not, they are TNA's homegrown talent. And so they should be highlighted, and now, you know, they're not going to be around anymore. Uh, I could see, I could easily see Bobby Roode in WWE, easily. Eric Young, I could def- I could probably see too. Bobby Roode, I think, is a no-brainer for WWE. I wouldn't be surprised if either of them showed up at NXT. Um, you know, it's possible that they show up at, in Dallas. That would surprise me a little bit, but it is possible that they show up in Dallas. Um, and it's not good news for TNA. It's really not good news for TNA. It's certainly not a not a, a death blow by any stretch of the imagination. They'll be fine. They'll still be able to uh, maintain their course of action. But when you have guys like that leaving the company, and then Bobby Roode does this interview where he says that TNA as a product is not growing the way it used to. And he kind of he, – he, he says that it's not – that it's stale. And when you have guys like that that are kind of the TNA – in their, running through their blood, guys, whew, it's bad news for the company. It doesn't make the company look good. You know, on the internet it said morale was down at the last set of TNA tapings. I don't know if that's true. Uh, it could, I guess it could. I think in TNA, you know, they don't run all that often. They run, what, a week? Every six weeks they run for a week. So, you know, I don't think that morale is down or up. I don't. I think people just go... And they do this set of shows and then they leave. I I, I don't think that there's a familial sort of, you know, we're brothers, we're on the road every night together vibe. I think it's just like a bunch of wrestlers that get together every six weeks, which is fine. I mean, it works for them as a company. Uh, I haven't been watching the TNA TV shows, unfortunately. I don't get pop TV, I don't think. Maybe I do. I I haven't checked in a while. But um, I have read that they've been very good shows. Uh, I liked uh, what I saw when Brodus Clay was holding Matt Hardy's baby. And I think that's funny. Uh but I I I, I you know, it's TNA. I, I I support TNA. I I only hope that TNA is successful. But uh, you know, they need full creative and 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 marketing and production overhaul done. The whole thing needs to be overhauled and it needs new people and it needs the whole deal. I'm very happy. I think it's a step in the right direction, uh, to put the title on Drew McIntyre. I think that that is a great call. You watch him, and I saw him when I I've watched him, you know, wrestle at PWG. I've seen him do a bunch of stuff at TNA. Like I've I've been watching him as he's left WWE. And the talent that this guy has, I'm sure most of you know is unbelievable. If I'm WWE, I have to be watching Drew McIntyre going, why did we let this guy go? He's a giant. You know, he's tall. Everybody loves tall. Drew McIntyre is tall and he can work. By God, can he work. I mean, he's great. I don't know why WWE let him go. I think that he is a great, great face for TNA. Uh, He looks good. He can do press. He looks, you know, he looks like a young champion, and 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 he wasn't famous enough in WWE that that would be all people talked about. Like he can be, even though he's got the WWE past, he can be theoretically a face for TNA. Uh, I think they did the very right thing. I think you know him. I think EC3 is a good choice. Obviously, EC3 is amazing, but these are guys. This is where TNA needs to really hone in, right? If we remember WWE was getting beat by WCW badly. And WCW was taking all their talent. And WCW was not going in and taking underutilized talent and highlighting them. They were just taking the stars and just showing the stars on TV. Which, I mean, if you think about it, who from TNA has showed up in WWE? Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. It's not like WWE is going in and taking underutilized talent and shining a new light on them. WWE is the WCW to TNA right now. Right? So TNA needs to keep on this track where they take guys like Drew McIntyre and they take guys like EC3 and guys that are being severely underutilized in WWE and show them in a light that proves they can be stars. You could argue they're doing that with Brodus too. Brodus is a little different because he did achieve quite a bit of notoriety in WWE. But it's guys like they, they need to do for Drew McIntyre and EC3... What WWE did for Jericho and Eddie Guerrero and, to an extent, Rey Mysterio and all these guys, gave. I mean, you know, in America, at least for Rey Mysterio, he had, you know, they didn't give him any credibility internationally. He had it. But in terms of being a an American world champion, yeah, that was what WWE did for Rey Mysterio. <coughs> I think that is where TNA needs to be focused in terms of WWE talent. Um, you know, I, I think... Uh, and, and I think they can do a lot with that. I think at that point as well, they need to rebrand. So it's not like – and they've done that, with, by the way, with Drew McIntyre and with EC3. They need to do that with any talent they get from WWE where they are completely rebranding these people as TNA talents and showing everybody how great they are. I think that they need to ease up heavily on the older guys. This needs to be a young, young, young group, right? Because WWE has got young guys. TNA needs to have younger guys. TNA needs to have better guys. TNA needs to have faster guys. TNA needs to be a cooler show than WWE. And that can't, that's not that difficult, right? NXT, for instance, is a much cooler show than Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw is going for a mainstream family appeal. That is easy to compete against. You just have to be cooler than that. And it's easy to be cooler than mainstream family. Nothing is less cool than mainstream family. You can't be a better Ryan Seacrest than Ryan Seacrest. But you could be cooler than Ryan Seacrest easily. Easily. All you need to do is show a little personality, right? All you need to do is show a little edge. And that's the beginning. I think that's what TNA needs to focus on. Being cooler than WWE. And, and for every, every guy... And they need to point this out, right? Every guy that they take – it needs to seem like WWE is doing to them what WCW did to WWE in the, in the, in the 90s, right? They need – unfortunately, it's true. It's competitive. They need to make it seem like they don't want Samoa Joe anymore, like they don't want AJ Styles anymore. Like these guys have done what they came to do. They're over. Now we've got the young guys. You guys don't know what you missed with McIntyre. You guys don't know what you missed with EC3, right? We don't need Bobby Roode. We don't need Eric Young. You guys take him. We've got this guy. We've got that guy. You know, and WWE is doing such a great job, especially in the NXT department, and I think a lot of this is Triple H, um, of making it so that it is very undesirable to sign a contract with anybody but them. And that's dangerous for TNA. You know, that's where TNA, it's the one thing that TNA has. They have, okay, you can sign with us and we'll give you a contract. But WWE is now making it undesirable to not only, I think, I think this is the move here. And WWE is competitive. WWE is working very, very smart. They would never say that they're competing with TNA, but make no bones about it. WWE is competing with TNA, competing with Ring of Honor, competing with New Japan. That's why they've decided to partner with Evolve. Because they're like, okay, let's do this. Any, or I believe... This is my own opinion. Any organization that is signing wrestlers to exclusive contracts, WWE, uh, feels is competition. That, to me, is the sole reason. Maybe not the sole reason, but that, to me, is a big reason for the cruiserweight tournament that's happening this summer. They announced this weekend that Evolve would host uh, uh, some of the qualifying matches. So there's going to be 32 cruiserweights, and they're going to compete in a global cruiserweight tournament on the WWE Network, which I think is great. And it's going to be like, you know, unsigned talent. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's pretty obvious some of the guys that are going to be there. And it's obvious who's not going to be there as well. Uh, 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 Zack Sabre Jr., of course. I would think Zack Sabre Jr. will be heavily, heavily displayed at this tournament. I think... Uh, 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 Timothy Thatcher. I I wouldn't be surprised if Drew Gulak, who's been on the podcast, is there. There's a lot of guys on the indies. Uh, I don't know. Ricochet doesn't have a New Japan contract, I don't think. I wouldn't be surprised if this is when, you know, Ricochet finally shows. Uh, No, because I think Lucha probably won't let him do it. I think Lucha Underground would probably forbid that. But once this cruiserweight tournament happens, now you've got guys like, like think about Trevor Lee, for example. Trevor Lee is a guy who would, benefits so hard from being in this cruiserweight tournament. But he can't because he's under contract with TNA. Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole is would be the perfect addition. This would be the moment for Adam Cole to show the world that he is a contender to be a WWE superstar. But Adam Cole cannot be in the cruiserweight tournament because he's got his ring of honor contract that he's got to honor. You know, a guy like Rocky Romero. It'd be amazing to see him in the Cruiserweight tournament. But he can't compete in the Cruiserweight tournament because he's got his New Japan contract. So now all of a sudden, WWE, who has traditionally been the most tight-fist organization with their contracts. I mean, when you talk about not collaborating, not sharing, exclusive, 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 that's been WWE's M.O. for a long time. They're opening the doors. And this is smart. WWE is opening the doors because they're seeing organizations follow what they're doing, right? They're seeing other organizations now come in and say, okay, well, then we're going to have exclusive contracts. If they have exclusive contracts, then we're going to get them. And WWE goes, okay, enjoy your exclusive contracts. We're opening the doors. 32 guys. Come on in. No, we're good. We don't, we don't need guys. No, you have your contract. You got your Lucha contract. You got your TNA contract. You got your Ring of Honor contract. And yeah. You got your New Japan contract. And yeah, you know, as I talked to Adam Cole about being taken care of uh, with health care, having some guaranteed money, that stuff is all very important for a young guy in wrestling. But if I'm an independent wrestler right now, I'm probably not signing with any of these companies. And that was cemented, you know, even before. Because, you know, you want to go to NXT. And this is made obvious by James Storm. Even guys in TNA want to go to NXT. Samoa Joe, Austin Aries, all these guys. NXT, WWE's developmental territory has become a more viable option and a cooler option than TNA for a lot of people than New Japan, than Ring of Honor. And there's been money issues for people, I'm sure. But that's why James Storm isn't there. But at the end of the day... That says a lot about what WWE is doing, a lot, Um, and I I think if I'm an indie wrestler right now, I probably wouldn't anyway sign a contract because I'd be pushing to get into NXT so hard, and they're signing a lot of these indie guys right now, so I'd think to myself, okay, there is a possibility that if I make a splash wrestling independence that I'll be able to get into this organization. If I find out there's the Cruiserweight tournament happening, oh my god, Guys across the Indies. This is like Willy Wonka's golden ticket. You're going to have indie guys across the country clamoring to get into this thing. William Regal's door is going to be getting knocked on. Every single person that's ever met that guy is texting him, asking for a favor. Hey, who do I got to talk to to get into this thing? I mean, it's going to be a big, big deal in the world of wrestling. And I think a big reason it was designed was to make... Exclusive contracts in other organizations Specifically TNA sort of less Because it's a TV show But the Ring of Honor, the New Japan And maybe the Lucha contracts It's designed to make those contracts Less desirable Because even like Even if the contract said you can wrestle elsewhere They're like good we're putting it on TV Can you wrestle on TV? No, none of those contracts Even the contracts that say you can wrestle elsewhere You can't wrestle on TV So they go okay Well, then I guess you're going to miss the tournament, which is going to be a huge, huge deal on our network. And it's like, yeah, there's no doubt about it. It is going to be a huge, huge deal. So, you know, it's brutal. It's not a nice thing that WWE is doing, but I think it's smart and and I think it's going to shape a lot of the way wrestling goes. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those contracts start going away just because guys don't want them. You know, if I'm an independent guy right now, I want to wrestle in Ring of Honor. No doubt about it. Ring of Honor is an amazing organization but I don't know that I want to sign a contract with Ring of Honor. If I'm an independent guy right now, I want to go to New Japan badly. Oh my God, do I want to go badly. But I don't know if I want to sign a contract with New Japan all that badly. I kind of like the idea of having my options open. There's so much stuff going on uh, up north right now. New York is doing so much stuff with indie guys right now. I don't know that I uh, want to miss out on that exposure. I don't know that I want to miss out on that massive career boost because that's what it is. It is huge news for any of those guys. Uh, While we still have a couple minutes, speaking of huge news, how about that Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania? It's weird. You know, at first I was more in favor of doing uh, a multi-man U.S. title match and keeping the the Intercontinental title to just Owens and Zayn or Owens and whoever you want to put Owens with. Uh, But I kind of have enjoyed—I mean, not kind of. I very much enjoy this build. And I liked it on Raw, and they gave a lot of time to it, and I thought that was cool. I really like the idea of Kevin Owens versus the world. And it didn't really click into me until I saw the graphic. And I saw Kevin Owens standing at the center and whatever it is, six guys around him. And I'm like, yeah. Now, you know, to watch Kalisto be the U.S. champion— and then Sin Cara come out as like a joke opponent for Kevin Owens. Like, ha ha, I'm having Sin Cara come out because imagine if he actually got a shot this jobber. Like, that's a little bit of a bummer for Sin Cara. But he's in a great spot. And, and I can't believe, if you had even said to me last week that this would be happening to Zack Ryder, I can't believe we're in a position where Zack Ryder has a WrestleMania match before uh, Bray Wyatt. Incredible, incredible. I also can't believe that Stardust has descended to Jobberville so quickly. Because that's what it was, right? The Kevin Owens triple threat put together was the classic, like, let me put together three Jobbers that I know I can beat. And they used Zack Ryder, which, okay, he's been relegated to superstars for a while. Sincaro, which it's like, wait, you're in the Lucha Dragons. Your partner's the U.S. champion. And then Stardust, where it's like, what, this? Stardust is down this far? He was in the ladder match for the IC title last year. But they fit, that was the beginning. That was when those three guys got introduced. And I was like, oh, those poor guys. Now, now, I think they're all in an excellent, excellent spot. I mean, this is great news, especially for those first three. I think Ziggler's going to shine. I'm glad The Miz is there. Uh, the, it's the best news for Zack Ryder. I mean, I never saw this coming for him. And I'll bet he probably just found out this week. He probably found out on Monday and went, oh my, no way. No, oh my God. Woo, woo, woo. He's going to have his dad in the front row, the whole deal. I can't wait to see it. And I think it's a good fit because as we've been watching the story unfold, I still, if I'm watching the main roster... If I just watch Monday Night Raw every week, which a lot of people do in terms of wrestling fans, I don't know who Sami Zayn is. I know he's cool. I enjoy watching him. You know, I, I've seen him say that he and Kevin Owens don't get along, but I don't know who he is. They haven't done any history on him. So I don't think a WrestleMania match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would have been that special this year because they, Sami Zayn hasn't had his backstory told on Monday Night Raw in the last couple months that he's been there, in the last month that he's been there. So uh, I think this is the best alternative. And, of course, congratulations to Stan Hansen. If anybody deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, absolutely. Stan Hansen does. Vader is going to be inducting him, uh, which I think should be cool. Hall of Fame should be fun this year. Uh, I didn't get to talk about Sting. I will talk about Sting and everything that he said uh, this week on the State of Wrestling bonus show on YouTube. So tune in for that on the YouTube channel. Until next week, this has been Sam Roberts' Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow at Not Sam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe
1: for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts' Wrestling Podcast.